Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of Hooks, Lines, and Hip Hop. I'm Akeem. Jacob. Fun fact, Jake. When I'm home. Uh oh. Uh oh. I don't have any bars. Shout out to all the angry middle schoolers right now. Angry middle schoolers listening to Lil Pump. (laughs) Those are the middle schoolers that aren't graduating from middle school. (laughs) All right, uh, we got some news. I got anything to add? Oh, you know what? I do have some news. I do have some news. I screenshotted some news. Wade, thank you to the ever so diligent Wade and Aaron. You guys are amazing. They are pretty much the unofficial. Yeah. Like behind the, the scenes anchors. crew. Yes. Let me see. Wade sent me this. Is this shoe news or like hip hop news? This is not shoe news. This is hip hop news. So Old Town Road. <laughs> There's more Old Town Road news, Jake. Sweet. It's streamed 143 million times in one week. Uh, Drake's In My Feelings had the previous record and it was streamed 116.2 million times in a week. <laughs> I'm all about people topping Drake numbers. God, I can't wait for this meme to die. Anyways, until that meme's dead, I also oh, have one more thing. Speaking of screenshots and Lil Nas X, I also have a Lil Nas X screenshot for you. Oh, shit. Okay, so let's see the Lil Nas X screenshot. What do we got? So he put up... I, this is a tweet with an album cover. It said, I put so much time and effort into this album. I hope you guys enjoy. Oh, fuck. Old Town... This is the track list. Old Town Road. Of course. Old Town Road remix. <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus remix. Old Town Road with the bass boosted. <laughs> Old Town Road Young Thug remix. Old Town Road interlude. Old Town Road 10 hour loop. <laughs> Old Town Road acapella. Yes, please. And the, the reason I screenshotted it actually is because Anthony Fantano tweeted, What's the best album art today? And Lil Nas X was directly beneath it. I'm like, oh, uh, okay, gotcha. And it is some very like meme. Mixtape looking. I love cover. the I love the like glitter on top of the hat with the flames. It looks like some little bee shit to be honest. It looks like red flame. The only thing I'm excited for on here is the Young Thug remix. I the ten hour loop. I will fast forward to Young Thug's part and then I'll never listen to that uh, song again um, until uh, another piece of news that I got features Drake. Uh, oh, I saw this. Wiley, also. you saw that? Wiley's yes. taking shots at Drake. For those of you guys who don't know. Uh, Wiley is one of the godfathers of grime. Yeah. I think he is the godfather of grime rap. He put out an album either last year or 2017 that was really, really good. And I think what also, I don't think he really went at Drake. I think what he, what he called said. called him a culture vulture. Well, yeah, what he said initially, what, what started all this, was he apparently has been very outspoken about his feeling towards Skepta that he says. For Skepta's, working with yeah, Drake. For hanging yes. out with Drake for, for Western clout. Right. Which is. I guess I, I could get behind that. I think he. This is the equivalent to an old head talking to like the new heads yeah. of, of rap. You because know? If, if okay, Drake is claiming that he's doing it to acknowledge crime and that right, he's to put right. people on. He's Shang Tsung. He just absorbs the clout from the song and then and leaves him. In who the knows? Dust. I mean, we don't know his true intentions. Shout out Blockboy JB. That's his true intentions. Shout out Migos. That's yeah. his true intentions. Shout out I Love McConan. That's his true intentions. That's on the opposite end of the spectrum. What do you mean? He dropped McConan. He didn't do shit. That's with what I'm McConan. saying. He didn't. He didn't do shit with yeah. Migos either. Yeah, Migos but, wouldn't. Yeah, but Migos were successful now. It, yeah, but so is the Weekend. But they're not successful because they worked with Drake. They're successful in spite of working with Drake. Yeah. Well, 
I, we we don't know Drake's intentions, um, but I would not have have kind of gone down the rabbit hole of grime if it weren't for Drake. So he's he is adding fans to a fan base. I will say that. Maybe he's adding fans to a fan base. Uh, definitely working with Drake can get attention on you. However, what I think Wiley's arguing here is that it's not like when you work with Drake, he's you know featuring. He's not like boosting you up really. He's no. using you in that moment to boost himself up. Well, yeah, and he knows his stardom, so he knows that just a just a feature is going to do numbers. Yeah, I mean, look at I mean again, go back to Blockboy JB. His album wasn't that great, and he hasn't really had a single smash that look alive numbers no. yet. And I don't know if he will. I do see that he has some fans, um, but you know he's not on the level that he was at when he collaborated with Drake. And Drake's not really Drake's not putting him on this project. He's not putting Skepta on his projects. You know, he's getting put on their projects. Yeah, and I think I mean. No, we don't know his intention, so we can't say Drake is doing it for this. But obviously it is boosting his career. Drake is a clout demon. Drake is a clout demon, bro. He needs... Drake! <laughs> Drake! Hakeem's taking like, the route that I usually take against Drake. I'm, I'm not I'm, hating I'm, on Drake for this. I'm just I'm saying... Either. I'm just saying that artists like Drake, like Jay-Z, they're both very powerful people. Kanye West as well. Both, both, all three of them, very powerful artists, um, staples in hip hop that tend to collaborate with younger artists to not only recognize the younger artists, but more importantly to put themselves back in the conversation. So, for us to say we don't know Drake's intentions, no, we do know Drake's intentions. We just he don't. Want, he always needs it. He well, always I'm needs saying, it. Like, Drake has been in this game for more. eleven years, dude. He needs. He always needs to keep his sound new. In fear of stagnating, I promise you. So does Kanye. Why do you think well, none of his albums sound the same? Kanye's far more creative than Drake. I think Drake is a talent. I don't. I. Um, it, I don't have any. I'm sorry. My Drake stand came out of me. The consensus would agree <laughs> that Kanye ex- exudes creativity, whereas Drake seems to be a talent behind some some ghostwriting. He has some moments. Of, was well, Kanye doesn't write his own lyrics, does no, he? Not all, not at all, not most of them. I would argue that Drake writes more of his lyrics than Kanye does. That he because Kanye is a lot more open about working with ghostwriters right. than Drake was. But I, I, what I'm saying is, from a musical standpoint, Kanye West is far more, more creative, creative. Okay. Than, than Drake. Okay, and even as an artist, like what does Drake have that over Kanye? I mean, every accent in the Club. in the world. <laughs> Bro, bro, and bro, 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 bro. Uh, If we had a, a contest of what I'm can doing, Drake do and what can Kanye do, Kanye's taking it. Drake and Kanye in a freestyle battle, Drake's beating that ass. Okay, hold on. If you're saying like freestyle, like on the on the spot. on the spot, no, yes, no. I really think so. Congratulations, you played yourself. <laughs> I want I want you guys to let us know who do you think would win in a rap battle. Now remember, Kanye is a lot more open about working with ghostwriters, and has that's, used that's true. used them all throughout his entire career because he was a producer first. One is certifiably crazy, and the other is a soft Canadian. <laughs> he, Drake is soft. I don't know about that, dude. Drake soft. Kanye soft that. too. 
I don't know about, he's about that. But Kanye is crazy. You don't ever underestimate a crazy person. He doesn't have a blocker. Or not blocker. <laughs> Baka. <laughs> on his team. But that was only Drake news. I had pretty much Wiley's calling him out for cultural appropriation. Which, uh, I again, so Earl Sweatshirt's called Drake out for this. Uh, everybody with the voice has called Drake out for this. Uh, it's not really shocking. No. To hear so, yeah, I, don't, I don't think it's like you're not. Gonna it's see not malicious. Like yeah, Drake can't offensive. Drake can't help that his that whatever he does pretty much just becomes the thing to do for the next four to six months. I mean, it's been that way for years. He right. said uh, nothing was the same. He said right. uh, what, what was the line? He said uh, just that new Drizzy Drake. So he and even said like it's not for the radio. Right. They're still gonna play it though. Right. And however, let's not say that Drake's totally innocent and just doing this. To give recognition to young artists, he's no, doing he's it. Making money. He's no, making right. money, and he's and he's keeping his name in in uh, in conversation. And to be fair, he has been touring in the UK for the past right. like three months. Yeah, yeah, he's showing so, some UK love. He also has a contract with Skepta. For the exposure to this this may have been a a theme running for a while in the UK. Yeah, and now it's just emerged because he's on tour over there. Maybe so. Um, we'll kind of go through some of this news. Some of it's kind of important. Some of it's just. Some shit. Yeah, so Ludacris says he's been recording his tenth solo album with Timbaland. <laughs> I do. Oh my god, what year are we in, dude? That's what I said. This is going to be an 04 just hotness. Yeah. Um, and Luda's probably like LL Cool J, where they're not practicing rapping every day like Wayne or Kanye or no. Jay-Z, you know? Where their their sound is evolving. Like Luda might just sound like Luda, and we're just going to have to accept what it. Sounds like. I don't, I don't so you want it. the throwback album? Yeah. I mean, it's the tenth. It's probably gonna be the last. I, I didn't listen to. I don't look any to Jay Z to like completely change his. You sound. mean Ludacris? No, I'm saying like I don't look for uh, other legends to like just completely change their sound in a new era. I want, like, I want like a Ludacris song and Lil Pump and Smoke Perp. I hope that does not. Gucci happen. Mane on there next. <laughs> R. Kelly's bank account reported to have oh, a negative God. thirteen dollar balance. <laughs> Oh, uh, bag fumbled. That's poetic justice. Yeah. Uh, we'll just move right on. Uh, apparently sh- shots erupted at a Waka Flocka recording session. That's yes. kind of odd. He was getting shot he- at. Yeah. Why are y'all trying to take the legends? Yeah, I know. Speaking of taking legends, eBay came out and pro- said they were going to prohibit the sale of Nipsey Hussle's funeral uh, pamphlet. Not pamphlets, like the, the bulletin. Like they okay. hand out the, for the... The service procession. I'm all for that. Um, yeah, that's cool. They don't. That's not. A, that's not memorabilia. No, not at all. Um, However, there are that stuff. That sort of stuff. There are oh, collectors yeah. for it. But just, I wouldn't say immediately. Like right if now, if I was there, if I, if we lived there and Nip was like a big influence on our show, he wasn't really. Um, yeah. But if if we would have been there, obviously it would be in a frame on the wall. Absolutely. But we wouldn't be selling it. No, no. Same thing for like if it was X, like anything that came from X's funeral, if there were anything that like fans could take, yeah. it would not be sold. No. Um, so that was cool. Schoolboy Q announces a drop date of the twenty sixth uh, of this month. Of this month. Let's go. It was supposed to drop months ago. It is lit. Let's go. Was supposed to drop months ago, but with the passing of Mac, he came out and said with. With him out of the world, he just didn't feel like he went. And they worked together a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, TDE was apparently at Mac's house a lot recording as well. On so. that on that same note, YG says that his album's dropping May 3rd. Um, so. 
it's, it's going to be a good one, hopefully. Um, and he said the same thing. That he, it was supposed to drop like a few days before Nipsey. Uh-huh. So hopefully those two will be good. This May is going to be... The day after my birthday. So we'll, we got a little go. run here. Schoolboy Q will be a, Depending on how hyped the album is, if it comes out and it's just got a crazy hype behind it, we need to review it quick. We may be able to hold that one and do a little West Coast. Okay. I, I, I think it would be cool to review both of them, but, I mean, you and I are both big TDE fans, so yeah, I'm sure it'll come out quick either way. Um, so those, those are two drops that are coming soon. Um, while we're on the topic of drops, um, Wiz Khalifa, 420, says he's putting out an album called Fly, Fly Times Volume 1, com, or colon, the good, <laughs> the good Fly Young. Way too long, but I'll tune in. It's 420, um, and it's a Wiz album. You bet we'll listen to it. I'm going to be really excited to listen to that. I mean, I'm not, you know, we're not talking about drug use, but um, maybe in high school, you know, I used to love to listen to Wiz Khalifa. Yeah. No. I mean, he's a legend in hip-hop, and that's somebody that's a nostalgic artist to us. Absolutely. So we definitely want to tune I was in around, and see how this sounds. I mean, Cushion Orange Juice was like the one mixtape everybody is like, oh, have yeah. you listened to that? And if he you had, haven't, then you just don't like hip-hop. No, and he had so many beyond... There was Cushion yeah. Orange Juice, Taylor Aldelise, um Cabin Fever. One and two. Yeah. All... Uh, oh, my God. We have to do... We have to do Wiz Khalifa. Yeah. Uh, worst to best. All these ideas. Um, Khalid's album hits number one on Billboard. Congratulations to Khalid because that's a it's a really good album and I think it deserves to be number one right now. Particularly with the current uh, a little bit of a lull right now in albums. Yeah, it's a little bit boring out there. And we'll just end the news with a joke. Riff Raff dropped Pink Python. I listened to the, I listened to a couple of al- of it's songs terrible. on there. Uh, I mean, like it's Riff Raff. Do you like the singing? Uh, it's not a f- overly offensive, but it's just not something I want to hear. Stop it. <laughs> Get some help. <laughs> I was, honestly, I was on the treadmill when I was listening, so I think you could have played anything. It's rough. Let's just move right into what you know uh, before we talk a little bit about Excuse Anderson Pack. Let's um, do it. What's your fact this week? That 176 days on Earth is equivalent to one day on Mars. Okay. That, isn't that crazy? Yeah. You mean like the, the rotation of the sun, like yeah. the sunlight movement. Right. All right. Um, here's mine. This is kind of odd. All swans in England are property of the queen. It, that's all that your government cares about? Trump wants to own everything. <laughs> now that we've got some UK followers, please identify if the queen owns anything else of yours. That's the triple S. Those are the Secret Service swans. All right. So they actually are Trump wants trained everything. assassins. Trained. I want to make sure that we have strong borders. We get all the brown people out and we keep it nice and white in here. Ooh, Siri was trying to pick up on that. <laughs> hey, Siri, it's just me. I'll be back in Washington later. Thanks for letting me come on HLH. No problem, Mr. President. All right. Oh, man. That's rough. So, yeah. Let us know in, in, if you're a UK listener. Yeah, what yeah. else the Queen's Are you guys, appropriating? Is anybody uh, hiding some swans from the Queen? Is that a federal crime? I'm sure it is. Do they still do beheadings? Okay. <laughs> I can't speak for that. Go look at Wiley's Twitter. He's probably threatening Drake. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Anderson Pack, um, mm. Ventura. Beautiful. 
We actually met Anderson Pack. We did. We've talked about it a few times. We'll have to find the pictures and post them up on Instagram. I look like a crackhead in mine, so we're not posting well, mine. Oh, you're not posting yours? I literally had like the psychotic look. Like I think I was just still like high. I was a lot of endorphins, I think. And I was just like, ah. Well, we had been like waiting in line because we it was general admission, so we wanted to be up front for Earl. Right. So met some cool been, people been out there. We had. I mean, Anderson Pack was super laid back. I had a. Uh, there was a oh yeah he was a nice guy and we were both wearing MF Doom shirts. I was wearing an Earl shirt. Yeah, you were. Oh, you mean like you met you both like yeah me and Anderson. Yeah, I call him Anderson. We've met First before. Basis. We've met before. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so he came out with this album Ventura to, to follow up Oxnard, which yeah. was. It had mixed reviews. I think it, it was, was either, not my favorite album. Well, people either really liked it or they just didn't really care for it. I all. didn't care for it. I didn't either. Yeah, I was in, in comparison that camp. to the other albums. Was it as good as the quality of hip hop coming out at that time? Probably a little better. Mm-hmm. But as Anderson Pack fans, I, I felt that it didn't represent like what I liked in Anderson Pack. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, that's a great way to put it. It just wasn't what I was expecting from him at that time. Yeah, it, it, I mean, he came from Malibu, which was before that. I think they put out a No Worries project in between they Malibu did. And, and that. Right. So we sort of really I think the know. album was called Suede, right? The single was called Suede. Was it just a single? Um, but anyway, there was a, the group. I know the single was called Suede, and yeah. Suede was on the newest No Worries project. Um, but with the music they were making with No Worries, you were talking about it before, it's a little bit more electronic-themed. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't know about No Worries, No Worries is the collab kind yes, of group duo the name that's of right, yeah. with Knowledge, a producer, that he was actually playing for Anderson Pack at the Earl Show. When Anderson Pack started, for those of you who don't know, he wasn't using like live bands. I know if you went and saw him on tour at all, he was on tour with a band called the, the Free Nationals. Mm-hmm. And they were playing a lot of his backup and his music. Damn, really? Yeah. And... Before, the music was, like, when he would perform, it wasn't a live band. It was tracks. And when we saw him, he had to sing over tracks. Right. So now that he's kind of gotten a little mainstream, I don't think that he's cut ties with knowledge. No. I think, I mean, obviously, when you have Dr. Dre in the back to do production and and mixing, you may have to take a back seat to a legend. Yeah. Or also, we don't know how knowledge career is going. He could be the one who's, you know, too yeah, busy. Yeah, maybe he could be doing just as much. Yeah. Also, but the sound is different when it's knowledge and Anderson Pack, and that's not a bad thing. Suede is one of the best Anderson Pack songs to date. Yes. Um, and the music video is wild. For that yeah. Too. That's the one where he's riding around in the convertible. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw the one that they did earlier when you and I were going to the show. That their Stone's Throw record put out, yes. where he was just performing in like a thrift store. Mm-hmm. I like that one a lot too. Um, he's very talented, and he, we, we talked about it at the beginning. Very humble. When we met him. It wasn't like, "Hey man, how'd you enjoy the show?" Like he like thanked you for being there. Super he, cool. He was he was still genuine. You could tell he was grateful that fans were out there. Yeah, rocking. He was it's, in the crowd. That was that was yeah. Cool. For, for those of you that I may have some pictures of the the way the orange peel is laid out, but the orange peel is just this big hall. Really, there's no seats. It's all standing room only. And for an artist to come out like into the crowd, I mean, obviously Travis and some of the, the wild, more wild artists yeah, they're do not it. Going but most most artists are not going to get out into the crowd. And he got out and met. Like I mean, he was at the back door. Everybody that walked out got to walk past him yeah. or stop and talk to him if they wanted to. Um, it might be different now that he's gotten a lot bigger, <laughs> but I mean that was kind of a small show. Well, overall. Compton, um, 
That was Dr. Dr. Compton Crazy. blew him up Compton. right before Compton. Yeah, well, Compton yeah. was was out that week. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so he was still kind of nobody. I freaked out when I saw him on Breakfast Club. I was like, what? Yeah, we met him like yeah. a week ago. Yeah, and then he was on Breakfast Club. And, and then after that, it's kind of just been like game over ever since, you know? Yeah. Malibu, was it Grammy nominated or did it win a Grammy? Oh, that's a good fact check. Uh, let's see here. Anderson Pack, Grammy nominations. I know he has had he has, one. Yeah, sure. For sure. Because I remember pulling for him. Um, I can't remember. So okay, here we go. Grammy here. Award for Best New Album. Yep. That was he that got was Best probably New Malibu. Um, yep. Best Urban Contemporary Album, Malibu. Right. He got a BET New Hip Hop so, Award. So let's just put some respect on Anderson's name. Two Grammys. Grammy winning. Artists. Two Grammys. Multiple Grammy winning artists. So needless to say, uh, Jake was very excited to review this album. I would say I'm more of a casual Anderson Pack fan. While I do enjoy a lot of his music, my favorite work to me is Venice, his first album, which is a lot more like the No Worries sound. And Malibu, to me, sometimes the traditional stuff is a little bit harder for me to listen to, more traditional R&B. Yeah. And I think Malibu definitely falls on, falls on that end of the spectrum. Ventura is very traditional as well. However, I will say that he blends a lot of different uh, genres in this album, like a lot of funk. Oh, there's yeah. some great piano. There's some great trumpets. A lot of different instrumentation on here that's that's also really exciting and makes the album. While even though it is uh, traditional in sound in his vocals, uh, he does still mix it up more than I think Malibu. Yeah, and <clears throat> most of the most of the fans of Anderson Pat, like, he's not an artist that we're like, oh, we we really wish he could could do this. Like I don't, I don't. When I hear Anderson Pack, I don't want to hear him sound different on every song. Mm-hmm. I want to hear him sound relatively the same with the same production. I mean, obviously, you want an artist to experiment, but what he does really well is let the features bring some uniqueness. Because this, the, I mean, you start the album with two legends. Mm-hmm. You have Andre Three Thousand, Smokey Robinson. Yeah. So he can bring a little bit of like kind of competing genres like hip hop. It, and he's not just going to bring in like just an anybody. Right. He's going to bring in a legend from hip hop. He did it with Andre 3000 pulling a hip hop. So you got you we got need some to old talk about Andre's verse because Andre's verse in that in that song to me was great, where he's pretty much just admitting his shortcomings to this woman, begging her, kind of not to leave him essentially yeah. in that first track, which again is is not very common to hear from a hip hop artist. Um, to admit that their flaws uh, was really interesting, you know. So I just want to say that I really enjoyed that that uh, that song. I think it was a great start to the album. It was a little unexpected that sample in the beginning, that really yeah. airy vocals. Well, yeah, it was airy vocals. The guitar riff at the beginning, and then they reuse it at the end was very like '60s, '70s, like rock sounding, like mm-hmm. Guns of Roses, like it was just. Very much so. Most of the melody you were hearing was coming from that guitar at the beginning. Right. Um, he he utilizes features extremely well. Right. On this um, obviously, Andre Three Thousand feature was a standout. Yeah. Um, as I, I don't think there's ever been a modern era Andre verse that hasn't stood out. No, it reminded me of the one that he did on Birds and Trap. He did a two. Did the unbird? Oh, that, he no. did two for Kid Cudi. For Kid Cudi, so weird that Cudi gets two features, and I honestly, I can't remember those two songs, but they were good. Um, 
I can't either. Yeah, I can't. I can't think of them off the top. Of but my head. they were featured him by. I know both of them were right. Andre Benjamin. It wasn't Andre three thousand. Right. Um, yeah, th- this verse I think was even better than the two or the one he gave Travis, and even the two he gave uh, Kid Cudi. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think it was very, like I said, it was really vulnerable, from, and it really matched the tone of the song very well. From the modern Andre features, this is a front runner with Frank's feature. I was gonna say, well, let's hang on because the Frank feature to yeah. me is the absolute best. Yeah, those are like these are those top two. Yeah, for, for sure. sure, for sure. Um, so moving on to the next legend, you have Smoky make it Robinson. better with Smokey Robinson. Yes, which I was really excited to hear. Um, you wanted a little more Smokey. I wanted more Smokey. Yeah, but at the beginning, yeah, not that smoky. (laughs) This is smoky for those of you that are Office fans. But I put I was I put this little clip up on Snapchat, and Aaron Snapchatted me like immediately, and he was talking about. Do you remember when uh, the hoax was going around where Smokey Robinson died, and Ryan was all bent out of shape about it? Yeah. And he knew one Smokey Robinson song, and Pam is like, "No, Ryan, tell me what's one more Smokey Robinson song." Pam, I, I can't talk about this right yeah. now. Um, no, so at the beginning, with this being the second track, like, obviously, like, Andre 3000 wowed with the feature. So I was like, okay, Smokey Robinson about to about to do the same. So I hear it, and it, after I get the end, I was like, is it over? I go back, and I look at the track, and it is indeed over. And I go back and listen again. Smokey Robinson had, like, two original lines. The others, he was just singing backup vocals with Anderson Pack. So... I was like, I'm kind of disappointed, but it was very good. Like, sonically, it sounded amazing. But as I listened to more of the album, and I started seeing how he was using the other features, like, that Smokey Robinson, he may have paid a check for that Smokey Robinson song and only used two lines from it. Could be. He's going to use, and I think he did, he used what sounded the best for him. Mm -hmm. I also think, for Anderson Pack, the features complemented the song extremely well. So... To me, it was about the song first for him. And the Smokey Robinson track in particular yeah, is just a phenomenal song. I think that song is going to be something that <clears throat> you play at weddings. Yes. Absolutely. It sounds like a first dance kind of song. Uh, it also... It's timeless. Like you, Any R&B listener could listen to that and, and find some aspect, whether it be the yeah. instrumentals or the vocals. Of I that sent it to my it. ex. How'd that go? Uh, I mean, she said she was going to listen to it later. I think she listens to the show. Shout out if you do. But, it, you know, it was like the whole, like, if you're going to leave, you yeah. know. It was interesting. He's pretty much asking, like, Please they're stay. saying, like, hey, like, obviously, we this fucked isn't up. the same. He said, pretty much he's saying it's obviously not the same as when we first met. So what can we do to make it better? And if you're going to stay, we have to, yeah, like, we have to make it better. You know, yeah. let's make some new memories. So, uh, so definitely a very strong start. To the album. Uh, incredible start. The um, third track is really good, too. The The first three, to me, are just non-skippables at all. Oh, yeah. Definitely. You just you play those through. In order, the first track was, I gave a nine. The second track, I gave an eight. Third track, I gave a nine. Okay. So yeah, very, because very I was going to say, the third, the, the third, what was the name of it again, Jake? It's called Reaching Too Much. Yeah. Reaching Too Much might be my favorite out of those three. He definitely, like, this is, like, the most, like to a theme he's ever done because mm-hmm. really the whole song he's just talking about like the annoying things that this girl kind of does like he says like I treat you too much why do you offer to never pay like mm-hmm. all it's just kind of like funny things that some people don't really talk about in relationships but can really make a 
a strain. And later on in the one of the tracks, he let he talks about how he let this girl pay for all the drinks and yeah. he didn't mind, and he likes the girls who pay their own for their own beer, which I thought was, I thought was kind of funny. Yeah, it, very very funk vibe. Yeah, um, he definitely flexes his uh, R and B soul knowledge with the Erica Badu shout out. Um, the feature is utilized perfectly. At first, I was like, I, I don't know how much how I feel about this. And then, like, that's when the funk Who's element started. This was Layla Hathaway. Yeah. Um, I hadn't heard of her before. So when the funk element started, I was like, okay, no. I was like, so I went back. I actually went back the first listen and listened to it again, that track. Okay. And then at the end, it was a second listen when I actually got to hear, like, the, her scatting. It was incredible. If y'all like jazz, that's not a – it's kind of like yodeling. Like, it's yeah. something that people kind of, like – I wouldn't say meme, but try to it's like... A, no, but it's like a flex in the... Oh, yes. In it's the not genre. A... Like, in the genre of jazz, of jazz, like, scat was like the... Pretty much like the singer solo, almost. And then, you know, like you said, like in yodeling, it's just like... It's like the ultimate flex if you're out yeah. there with your recola. Like, you just took that so your throat's nice and moistened up. And okay. then you're like, yodeling, yodeling. Yeah, see like, see, like Hakeem just kind of like... <laughs> Impersonated yodeling. Yeah. So now you know what we're talking yeah. about. But obviously, that's not what you hear when you no. listen to those artists. It's a lot better. Yes. <laughs> and it is kind of corny. Like people that aren't fans of that are kind of like, okay, cool. You're making right. it. A, you, oh, you're into jazz. <laughs> but like you said, that, that was perfect. It really is like a flex right. within the industry. Yeah. Um, the next track was Winner's Circle. That, listen, guys. It started out that intro. Do you know that movie? Yeah, the Bronx, Bronx Tales. Yeah. That movie. First of all, it. Every time I hear that whole "you meet three women in your life," I thought about it, and I think I've already met my three. So I'm probably gonna die alone. <laughs> so whenever I hear the beginning of that song, I'm like, oh yeah, uh, I'm gonna die alone. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't care for that one too much. Um, You're high. Really? I thought his vocals at the beginning kind of sounded like a pop act. To me, I thought that that song was more the closest to rap that we have on the album. To me, is winning Cir- okay. winner circle. So that's why I kind of enjoyed this it. Is the one, like, it. Let me make sure that I, I actually yeah, play the right notes. Okay. Um, yeah. To me, it just sounds like some '90s, like pop rap. Just the cadence, it sounded like, like I was just waiting I for like Ed Sheeran to, to start. What? Like it just sounded like some boy band pop shit. I, but I think it was like a '90s pop. It was like a throwback kind of pop. That's fine. The, to me, this whole album, whenever I heard him doing a genre, it, it sounded like just the hit of that time period. You know, I was like, oh shit. You know, I, he's the. This is how I have this how I view Anderson well, Pack. Yeah, he's the like more soulful, maybe less cultural appropriation Bruno Mars. Can like. Master, can yeah. master a sound extremely well. I there was a song on there, I don't remember the song, but there were a couple times where I had brushes of Bruno Mars. Yeah, I, that happens frequently. So too. I do, I I 100% agree with you. Where he is definitely influenced by Bruno Mars. I do think they're both going for the same vibe. Uh, sort of uh, on this album in particular, every Bruno Mars album for the most part is really about this this fun, this relaxing. It's very much something you throw on uh, when you're like driving or driving down a road trip, like to the beach. Yeah, you know. And this album is something that you could throw on on a long road trip. You want to feel good. You want to have fun. You definitely throw this on. Yeah, and I, I it's just so good. 
I can. This has more replay value to me than a Bruno Mars album because it's a little more unorthodox. Jukebox is one of the best yeah. pop albums, I would say, though. But this is just very like. Shout out to Aaron. He loves Bruno Mars. Does he really? Oh yeah. Oh, I'm saying, oh, I'm yeah. joking at first. No, 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 no. Like just you're the way. No, you no, said no. It. Aaron Bruno Mars stand, bro. I like Bruno Mars too. Yeah. I just think that Anderson Pack kind of sticks more to a a genre. Um, with Bruno Mars, obviously, he is catering to a, a pop sound, so he does need to make sure he has hits on that. Well, I think Anderson Pack may be a little bit less. The radio he, want, he, want, he wants hip hop hits, is what Anderson Pack wants. Bruno Mars, I think, is wanting global hits. Yeah, and they I both. Mean, they both. I think Anderson Pack has potential for global hits, though. Oh, most definitely. I he just, he's is just not on a level as Bruno Mars culturally. Pop, like um, he's also not as, as he hasn't been in the game as women. Long. Yeah. Well, he has. He's just he wasn't. A, you know how old he is? Let's ask. Thirty-eight. Alexa, how old is Anderson Pack? All right, uh, <laughs> Jeff Bezos. We're about to get a divorce. I'm gonna get. I'll get the Apple thing. I don't know what it's called. We're getting the, the Apple Home. Apple Home Pod. Home Pod. Okay, let's try one more time. Oh Alexa, wait, how old is Anderson Pack? This might answer your question. Anderson, South Carolina, was founded in 1832, 136 years ago. Smart is the Did place you live your in. Question? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Thanks for your feedback. How old is Anderson Pack? Anderson Pack is 33. All right. Shout out, shout out the Apple. <laughs> Sorry, Wade. <laughs> One point for the Apple boys. <laughs> yeah. So this has been. This is a night. This has been Hooks, Lines, Hip Hop, and History also. <laughs> Hooks, Lines, Now that you know about Anderson. Um, no, so he's considerably old to it be wasn't at the success that, but, rate that he's at now. No, but he is not. He ha- I mean, he has two fucking Grammys, so That's yes, true. he's extremely successful. Yeah, but it happened but what I mean like a year. Is, yeah, what I mean, though, is he hasn't been pr- making music as long I, as... I understand as Mainstream music. Like main right, music. right. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is his... Oof. Fourth studio album, I want to say. Yes, but Venice was still very much underground. Right, right. Um, so I think that yeah, they're very, very similar artists. But I, I can, I can put on a whole Anderson Pack album and listen to it all the way through. Bruno Mars probably got some skips in there. Yeah, uh, unless it's unorthodox jukebox, then there's no skips. Okay. Uh, the next track was Good Heels featuring Jasmine Sub- Sullivan. Um, that was. Not my favorite. It, I, I put it was average. I would give it a six out of ten for that song. That's exactly. Six what out of ten, and and to me it was just too repetitive. Yeah, that was well, the this, main. Issue it was too it. short. This is the thing. Right. It was like an hour. Or an hour. It was a minute. A <laughs> it was minute. Too short. I needed a three-hour song. The Titanic of Anderson <laughs> Pack. No, it was only like a minute and thirty seconds, and the feature was kind of odd. Like, just her vocals were kind of different, kind of like a Sia. Like, you know how you have to kind of acclimate to Sia's vocals. Yeah, you can't Even, see her. Oh we don't have any chance for rapper buttons for me to throw on. But Sia has odd vocals. Um, even what's what's her name? SZA. No, I I don't know. I'll forget. But anyway, yeah. Billie Eilish is the same way. She has a very odd voice. Um, so it takes some getting used to. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll acclimate to this when I hear her next chorus or the next verse. I'll kind of know what her style is because it was just kind of just different. It was one off. Right. So when I heard it, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll wait till the next verse. 
This felt like an one. interlude. And it, it was. It should have been labeled yeah. this one. It just, I was like, ah, okay. Yeah. I wanted to hear more, but I didn't Good get on to hear that. Um, then the next one, we both talked about this before we started, was Yada Yada. Yes. The piano sample starting out, I was telling Jake, and I think he picked up on it as well, that it kind of was like a throwback to... Uh, to Shimmy Shimmy Ya by very, ODB. It was very West Coast sounding, like at the yeah. beginning. Like it just sounded no, like no, no, that's East Coast. Bro. I know, but Chill. It, listen to go back and listen to it. Yeah. But I just the, said, beat. I, the piano was really that boom, 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 boom. It just reminded me of ODB. The it, what what I said I, I said it was very West Coast sounding, especially with the high synths and the drum line. Yeah. That maybe the backing was yeah. more West Coast, but um, I like how he's featuring the the music on this album. Like there was a lot of space where he could have probably fit in more vocals, but he let the music run. Which I agree with you. I think that was really smart because first of the all, music the, is the music is beautiful, and you know he it matters just as much as the vocals in in R and B. You know, sometimes on rap you can have a shitty beat, and if the verse is still pretty good, then it'll be then yeah. it's all right. Unless it's I mean, we could argue that trap is becoming is coming to a point where the beat should be better than everything. the vocals. Yeah. So that's another example of of a genre where the beat sort of matters. But in in that classic R and B space, some of the some of the even like the '90s hip hop feeling that I get from this album, the the instrumentation was very important. Yeah. Uh, the next track was King James. I think I mean, we don't really. It was a love letter to, to yeah. LeBron. It was a thank you to him for, for give, providing opportunities yeah. in black communities. It was a shout out to Colin Kaepernick as well. You this know was how, this is the this was the big single. Yeah. This was the only one only thing that came out. So it's been out I think like three months, two months, three months. Um so it got a lot of exposure. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think it got as much as it should though. Considering the topic, I feel like it would have sparked more controversy, but it really didn't. Well, who's not in the playoffs? Mm. I'm not throwing shade. I'm just being honest. It, it hurt a little bit. Though. Have you heard anything about NBA playoffs right now? No, because LeBron's not in it. Yeah, yeah. And the Warriors are, so we all know. Like, okay, we can tune um, out until oh, the Oh, great! The winners are the Warriors get another fucking. You get to play somebody else, so it will be sort of new. Mm. Um, the next one after that was chosen uh, with a feature. Sonia Elise. He did mm-hmm. have some people in here that I'd never heard of that I we definitely need to go look at. Yeah. After, um, it was very slow start. Like it just the music. The I was at first I was kind of disinterested in it, uh, but it finishes very strong. Yeah. Um, he shouts. He has like this little like restructure of the Kaya my neck my back line. <laughs> yeah, but it was like very gospel influence. He he said. He copied the cadence, but didn't say the same thing she said. Right. But at first, you're like, he's not going to say it. He, <laughs> he didn't say it. He switched it up. Um, the, the feature, this is the one that had, you said that it, when we first started that you maybe didn't care too much about. Which one? Um, this, the chosen one. Oh, yeah. With Sonya Elise. And that was one that said she had a really good voice. She almost sounds Lady Gaga influenced, but just a little different. It is very, like, epic, like, grandiose mm-hmm. female vocal. Um the one that you liked that I just hated was the next one. Um, which I, I wouldn't say I hated it, but it was definitely my least. It was the lowest rated track. Okay. Uh, and that was Jet Black with Brandon. Yeah. I thought the the story in that was really pretty. I think the way Brandy and Anderson played off of each other, to me, was was done really well. And I just remember feeling like I wanted to 
to hear the story on that track, and I really enjoyed yeah. the story behind it. I mean, it was a good. I could, obviously, he's not. You need to give with, Brandy her respect. Though. Listen, I, I, I'll tell you about Brandy and the respect. That's why I think I rated it so low. Is because I was you were expecting. More. I was expecting much more from Brandy than mm-hmm. than that. It just sounded very polished. It was electronic sounding. Like it, you could obviously to tell be they fair, touched their voice up. To be fair, I think that's Anderson kind of doing almost what Travis Scott does, where you know the feature is altered to fit his vibe. I mean, he really didn't change. Like when when he had Smokey Robinson on the track, you you don't touch a Smokey Robinson feature. But it also was more of a throwback track, and it fit Smokey Robinson. Yeah. So I think maybe for that case, the feature he built the song around well, Smokey. Yeah, and I, I just don't think Brandy's even the lyrics or the vo- the vocals it just, just wasn't themselves there for just wasn't up to what I thought a Brandy. Fe- I mean, that's a staple in R and B. Yeah. Obviously, a more modern staple than Smokey. But she is really well respected oh, yeah. in fem- in our. That's why I just expect artist. I expected a little more. Out okay. Of the I I still think that the overall story that was being told was was pretty good. But I could see maybe if you were expecting more of a traditional Brandy feature, no. and maybe her doing a little bit more heavy lifting on the track, I could see why it would let you down a little bit. Again, even even well, okay. So would you rate that song? A five. And still, that's better than we rated that's, yeah, that's most, than albums. most albums. Absolutely. Tells you the quality of this project overall. I think overall, uh, this is uh, really kind of a return to form for Anderson Pack because Oxnard, like we said, was a little bit alienating where half half of the fan base maybe really enjoys it and then the other half just kind of didn't fuck with it. Yeah. And I was on the side where I didn't really fuck with it and... To hear, I was not really eager to listen to this. I was kind of putting it off. I don't know if you knew that. No, I just wasn't playing it. Like when, when we talked yeah. about maybe recording it a few days back, you're like, no, I need to listen to it more. I haven't really listened to it. Yeah. Like and if time. I were to have given a review then, I would have given, honestly, it would have been not that well informed and it would have just been like, uh, it's kind of boring, uh, but you know, yeah. it sounds good. Well, I was just ahead of the curve because it came yeah. out over the weekend. I had a lazy weekend, so I I've listened to it multiple times. Plus, you're I th- like I said, I think out of the two of us, you're the bigger Anderson Pack fan than me. Okay, and I'm more like a Black fan. Okay, you're definitely gonna have to give six that. lack. Okay. <laughs> Congratulations, you played this song. <laughs> oh, I was thinking, oh, that was oh man, so was that good. racial humor? Like, I, if, so if you could have seen my face, I was kind of shocked. I mean, I've said some dumb shit on here that we've edited out before. But that one, if, if you were trying to make a racial joke, that one, you couldn't have explained yourself out of that. No. Six lack guys. Also known as Black. Yeah, he was pronouncing it phonetically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, when we come back... We're talking about the last two tracks, the last one probably having the most amount of content to be talked about, mm-hmm. just because of the feature. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to Hooks, Lines, and Hip Hop. We really appreciate the support. If you are listening on an Apple device, please rate and review the episode. This helps us grow. It also shows us how we can better serve you guys. Also, don't forget that we are on Twitter and Instagram at HLHPO. Hit us up with questions, comments, even criticism. Once again, that's HLHPO. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back, everybody. We're back. We are back. That's why we need the uh, Chance Rapper button. We back, and yeah, we, we back. just keep pressing it. And we back, and we back. What you rock in? Squeaky. Boy, you need to oil them pants up.
Khakis. Khakis. <laughs> I had on, today I was rocking my New Balance, uh, I think they're, they're not 995s, they're, hang on guys. These bitches are some 530s. Okay. So this is some That's what you wore, I saw those the other day, right? That's the one you showed me? Yeah, we were keeping yeah. it clean, we're keeping it regular, keeping it traditional. I looked like a 65 year old dad. That's fine. Well, grandpa. Well, you already did your Donald Trump impression, so you're two steps there. You've got the voice and you've got the mentality. <laughs> or, or the wardrobe. I'm retiring. From golf. <laughs> Not being the king of America. Yeah. He it's... probably does call himself. He's going to change. It's, it's going to be the, the king election. I bet Trump looks at himself butt naked in a mirror and just goes... Mr. President. <laughs> and then he goes, God, I'll never get tired of hearing that. Ugh, that's two times today. Four more years, Trump 2020. You guys go out and vote. We, if we did a What You Rockin' on Trump, it would be red tie, blue tie, <laughs> Wendy's cup, McDonald's cup, <laughs> Gucci suit. I, I don't even think he gives a shit about that. <laughs> um... So let's let's hear the Wade report. What did Wade have for oh, us? Oh, shout out to Wade. Hang on, guys. He says that the Yeezy Desert boots are trash. I disagree. However, they did sell out recently, which was shout out to to Yeezy Brand still selling out. Oh, it's, I mean, we're Wait. we're gonna buy it. If there's people to buy it, it's gonna be bought. Also, yes. Also, apparently Nike is releasing some Snakeskin Elevens. And snakeskin foam posits. Who is buying snakeskin foam posits? If if it's the same snakeskins I saw, it was like a a weird blue, like purple colorway. Yeah. That is the most obnoxious 11 besides the gold 11. Like the gold 11 is so janky looking. We're going to look up these snakeskin foam posits. That's terrible. That, yeah. The foam posits are bad enough as they are. We didn't grow up around the time where the foam posits were really popping like that. It's why did it autocorrect to suede? Because suede's cooler than fuck you than snakeskin. Always. Uh, oh, eh, you know what? I mean, not terrible. No, that's horrible. <laughs> it's red. It's like our logo, but snakeskin, red, black, and white. Ooh, hey guys, you guys want an H- a, re- a snakeskin HLH logo? No. Ooh, fans, we are designing a logo right now currently. We're looking for people to... You came to... out the gate with that. Yeah, dude. We are looking for people to design our logo. Some people have volunteered, thank you to you guys. But we're basically just taking in submissions for a logo right now. Uh, I'm going to post the draft on the Instagram page. Okay. And you guys take a look. Uh, work... Work with that design and see what you guys come up with and DM us on Instagram. All right. Or if you have my number, text it to me. That'll work. That'll work. Back to the phone posits. They are pretty fugly. Uh, the red bottom is weird. Yeah, well, you're just making an ugly shoe not stand out. Or, I mean, stand out stand more. Stand out more. Now, let's look at the snakeskin 11s. You're making a beautiful shoe look hideous. Oh, they're green. No, this has got to be an old one. If, if that's not the new ones, maybe, maybe so. It looks like they've done it a couple of times. I think it's a little less offensive on the 11s. I could see some colorways where it would work. 
still not my favorite look. It's a little too ostentatious for me. Um, you know, I go for more. I mean, I like all black shoes pretty much. Just, if it's all black, I'm buying it, essentially. I just cannot. I mean, I can't get with them. Yeah. Other than that, uh, there wasn't really anything else too crazy on it. Wade sent me another name. I think they're called Sakai. I'm sorry if I'm butchering the the name of these, but we're going to pull these up. Wade says that these are hideous, but that the resale on them is crazy. Yep, pretty fucking hideous. Oh, I've seen those. Yeah. You like them? What do you think about them? I feel like you'd rock these. I didn't, well, <laughs> I just thought the design was different. Like, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wear them. This it's, looks like something out of Toy Story. Well, bit. it's just more off-white rendering. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me make sure I'm pulling up the blazers. Yeah, so these are the blazers right here. They, there's pretty much like this, it's like a white bottom. There's some black and blue with yellow on the tongue. It looks kind of interesting. I honestly I like, don't hate it. I like those better than the others. Yeah, than the other ones I was showing you. I actually would rock these. Wade, I kind of I gotta disagree with you on this one. I think it's kind of. It looks kind of like a just a sort of like off white. There's some double double Nike checks on there. The whole like taping theme is like the bottoms of the shoes are taped off. The front almost looks like a converse, which some of the the blazers do anyway. Ooh, the white one is even pretty sick too. Yeah, I'm I'm living for these. I like these a lot. I like these a lot. Yeah. And he said the resale on them is pretty crazy. I mean, I could... I would imagine. I like the blazers. They just don't look good on my feet. They're more for like a narrow feet. Narrow yeah. foot. Yeah. Huh? It's just... It's sort of like a blend of like a Jordan 1 and a Chuck Taylor. Like the design. I, I could tell from the bottom that it does look like... A, it looks like a, more like a Converse bottom. Yeah. But... That's all I got for sneakers. So far. Yeah, there's nothing else. Oh, I had an opportunity to get those Game of Thrones... Ultra oh, yeah. Boost, when we went to the mall, and I didn't pull the trigger, and I'm not regretting it. You know, they were pretty plain. Yeah, I mean the resale on them obviously is, there's not really a market because you can still buy them in. I don't Foot care Locker. about the resale market. You know, I'm not a reseller, but it's uh, it's it was just kind of a boring, boring collab. Like I feel like it would have been better a couple of years ago. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's all you got on that one, huh? Yeah. Not You're not feeling on, it today. No, no, not much on shoes. Not much shoes. What are you rocking today? You got the Carhartt pocket tee. You already know. He got the denim on. In Vans. Givenchy jeans. Yeah, just with, <laughs> with their bedazzle. <laughs> and what you got? What shoes you got? Uh, some red, white, and blue checkered Vans. Shout out America. Yeah. The beautiful. That's right. We own, we own our swans. <laughs> If you have a swan in your backyard, that shit's yours. That's I have swans all in my backyard. Well, Canadian geese. We even own Canadian geese. <laughs> so bring them British geese over here. Smuggle, smuggling it's them British, British geese. Them swans. Right. Let's finish up yeah. the Ventura album review. Twilight is the next track. Mm-hmm. The next two tracks, I think, at least they were both my favorite Um but when I was listening to Twilight, I was thinking to myself, this sounds I like I wish I was Pharrell. watching the movie? No. What? No. I oh, said, this okay. sounds like Pharrell. Like, I'm thinking about Pharrell production. Right. I look it up. Sure enough, it was Pharrell Pharrell production. as fuck. Well, I was reading along with the lyrics, and I was like, every, 
every like verse is in four lines. It was four lines, four lines, four lines, four lines, four lines. The whole there was no verse, chorus. It was all written four lines a piece. Right. So I was like, hmm. Is he? I said, I wonder if he's kind of doing a a Pharrell here. And then I was like, no, you know, the beat works on a four count. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's that's a, like his I was, trademark. Yeah, I was like, thing, if it's a four right? count, it's Pharrell. So I looked it up, and sure enough, it was Pharrell. And it has a very like Neptune's vibe. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's Neptune's and nerd all day long. Yeah. Um, so that that was a very I was like okay, the last track was a miss, but it fit it still fit the vibe of the album. The last track being Jet Black it was a miss to me. Right. Um, but I was like I still even when listening to it I was like no it still fits the vibe. It's and even then I think like Jake would agree with this. Any anything that we would call a quote unquote miss is a miss for us. There are still people out there who would, I'm sure, would still love the tracks that even you and I would say are not yes. our favorite. The only exception. example exception to that rule is the Pink Python album is a miss. Right, right. That's no, no. Miss. I'm saying Anderson Pack's album specifically oh, because he because there's even the the songs that are misses on here. You wouldn't necessarily skip them. You might no, skip I, Jet I, Black. I can you? no, no. I can listen to it. All you listen through. to it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think I skipped an, a song one time on this. Nah, me either. Me either. Um, that's why I said it, it very much fit the album. But to me, I was okay. This is the, the second to last track because I knew the Nate Dog track was last. Because I please start gushing on this last track. Please go ahead because I know this is what you've been waiting for probably all week. I I don't think it was that impressive. Really, I have I have a lot to say about it. But you see, Hakeem's over here looking at my notes, and there's like a long a paragraph. I'll, I've got a I have something to accompany that. Okay. Um, would you be down to hear Pharrell on a track with Anderson Pack? Oh yeah, for sure. I, th- I think that would be incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think Pharrell working with anybody of the caliber of Bruno Mars or, or Anderson Pack is is it's going to be fireworks. You know, um, my ideal scenario would be a Tiny Desk concert where Pharrell plays the music for. Mm. Anderson Pack. That's not because I don't want to hear far out of reach either. No, because I don't want to hear Pharrell like because oh, we've all heard Pharrell forever. Right. Like I, if I'm tuning, I'm tuning to hear Anderson Pack with a little bit of Pharrell playing music and doing some backup. Yeah, that would be really. That fun. would be wild. Um, no, so this is this is what I initially the first time I heard the Nate Dogg song. This is what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna play the the beginning of the song, just the intro in the instrumental, and then I'll explain my thought, and then I'll re I'll replay the the track. Okay. Oh, turn it. Down. <laughs> it would help if you had the volume up. Jay. I turned it down so I wouldn't prematurely play my music. Grind. You hate it, but just listen. Okay, so that whole, just that sound, right? Imagine this. This is this is the exact notes. This is, I wrote the thought. It was a stream of consciousness. Right. Said so the intro to this sounds like it could be from a deleted scene of The Hangover. Picture Phil, Alan, Stu, and Doug walking out of the hotel in slow-mo. Alan, Alan trips, and as he hits the ground, Nate Dog starts. Okay, okay. so picture picture all that. Okay. They're walking out the hotel in slow-mo. Alan trips, falls, and right as he hits the ground. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. It was just like that, like, that just epic, like, I was like, they need to do a movie in slow-mo to this. And then I started thinking, I was like, that would be perfect. That was 
That's a very interesting thought. I it just like that when I hear it. I, I don't know. I could see that. I could see that playing in my head. I think that's really funny. I also think that sitar. It could also have to do with the fact that you you hear that sound kind of used in a lot of comedy yeah. transitions too. So it it is kind of a little fitting. Uh, however, I just I wasn't really too crazy about the track. I think the most charming thing happens at the end of the song, where Anderson Pack and Nate Dogg are talking to each other. And if you guys don't know, Nate uh, Nate Dogg has has died yes. has died since. And uh, rest in peace to him. Uh, he was a, he's a West Coast legend. And yes, absolutely. All right. I mean, he really outstanding talent. He was a big part of bridging the gap in rap and R&B not to say that it was, they were never synonymous right. but he was kind of doing a little bit of both in a time when it was rap just was, about being hardcore like yeah. 90s rap um, for sure no the biggest thing that I don't think the song is groundbreaking but what is so cool about the song which I told you was how like seamless it sounds like if you were to just hear yeah. Nate Dog, you would say man I never heard this Nate Dog song you wouldn't know the, it was something unreal. yeah let's use an example of where that just didn't go well was the track that Drake did with Michael Jackson exactly where you could de- almost it reminded you how dead Michael Jackson was because mm-hmm. he just sounded like a ghost on the track the way it was mixed was really weird this was a phenomenal track I think that in regards to it well, being a collaboration yeah. a post a posthumous collaboration it does very very well in regards to the fact that like you said it's seamless and it seems to fit really well and the fact that it was a nearly finished Nate Dogg song well yeah and to be really to be good. fair the person that mixed and mastered it is Dr. Dre yeah genius yeah well also the person that probably sourced this right sure and obviously if Dr. Dre is willing to say hey here's a Nate Dogg feature you're gonna use it like if if you I mean not to say that Nate Dogg is anywhere in comparison to Tupac but if you saw just a I mean that's that is a huge cosign from a a, a dead rapper. Of course, that would be monumental to hear like Khalid, or even who you said you like better like Black. Yeah. If you just saw like Black featuring Tupac, like that's a oh no, that's a gone legend. Or Black featuring, um, you would be like, this has got to be terrible. Yeah. And when I saw this, I was like, man, how mm, a Nate Dogg feature? There's going to be so much backlash for this because I didn't think it was going to be good. Mm-hmm. I'll be I mean, I'll be honest with you, I did not have high hopes for this. Right. At least that track. Right. But it went over really well. It overall. did. What would you give this album overall? An eight. You, giving it? you gave it an eight? It scored like a, it was like a marginal seven. So it was like, it made, to round up, it'd be an eight. I would, I would definitely give this album an eight. I think that's a, that's a perfectly fair score. It's above average. It's not something that, I think this is like a comfort album, almost. Something you can throw on when the sun's out. When you want to feel good, when you want to have fun with some friends, when you want to create memories if you're going somewhere on a long drive, you throw this album on, and it's uh, it's a great background to a good night. Yeah, it knocked Khalid out of that spot for me this year, so I think more songs off of this are going to make the list. I think only one Khalid song made my heavy rotation list. This is definitely a lot better than the Khalid album, just because of the fact that uh, Anderson Pack's sound is... Is more our realm. Yeah, it's more R and B. It's bigger. Khalid I, is definitely more. His album is very pop. Uh, it's it's beautiful Khalid's in its do own more right. Numbers. Right, and it's beautiful in its own right. However, the live instrumentation, the influences, the the Smokey Robinson feature, the Andre Three Thousand feature. I mean, this is just like a darling of an album to me. You know, it, it couldn't have gone bad for Anderson Pop. You know. 
he's his voice sounds sounds great. I think you know I'd give it an eight out of ten, and it will for sure make my it will make my year end list because it's not a hip hop album. Yeah, you know, it's definitely more like an R and B album. But uh, it'll be an honorable mention for sure. Yeah, it'll make mid year because I mean I, this is more hip hop than some of the stuff that I. That's true, and we have put R and B albums on there in the past. For me, I'm just trying not to. Yeah. Because there are a couple that might take that spot. But, yeah, I I would definitely check it out. Definitely yeah. check it out. If you're an Anderson Pack fan, if you're not... If you're Aaron, a Khalid Aaron fan. Wanted, yeah, if you're a Khalid fan, m- maybe if you're a Khalid fan. Maybe if you're, like, a Khalid fan and you like The Weeknd. Yeah. You probably do, actually. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, definitely check it out. Also, if you are looking for something... Just some, just something something fun. What were you saying about Aaron? Oh yeah, Aaron asked me to make him a playlist for Anderson Pack songs, and there were I, I sent him a Snapchat were, like three months ago. It was a while ago. I remember he had a, something about listening to Anderson Pack, mm-hmm. and I sent him the message like, "Hey, me and Hakeem met him. He's really cool." Yeah, yeah. We definitely that's our biggest uh, claim to fame, closest touch with success. Uh, yeah, my favorite songs off of here though were. We're Jet Black, Reaching Too Much, King James. Uh, those are the ones that made my 2019. I would definitely put, uh, what was it, Yak Yak? Yada Yada. Uh, yada Yada. <laughs> yak Yak. Yada Yada on there as well. Yeah, I would say probably Nate Dogg song, the 12th. Oh, and the song. intro. And yeah. the intro. Um, I mean, really, all the ones that scored above a nine, so you've got. This probably won't make my list just because some of that doesn't fit the mood, I guess. Right. Um, but okay, if I'm gonna say the ones that are going on my list, it's going to be the Nate Dog, Andre 3000, and the Smokey Robinson. Mm. Yeah, Pretty and probably similar. Twilight. I like that one. It was for okay. okay. How many songs are you up to now? By the way. Oh, uh, let's see. I mean, if you, I'll have to add those because I don't think I've actually added. I'm up added to 32 songs. Let's see. Which is crazy. I did not think it would be this high. I mean, you picked two or three songs from an album. I picked four off 21 Savage, and honestly, I could take a few of those off. Um, I'm at 33. Nice. I took I took two, which is it's crazy to think that's still only an hour and a half. Yeah. Like, usually 33 tracks, 33 tracks five years like ago. Five hours. Yeah. Five or six hours. You'd have to listen to six rappers on the same <laughs> song. <laughs> I'm glad we've gotten away from that. Yeah. I'm right under... I'm at an hour and 40 minutes. Right okay. Now. So aside from heavy rotation, what you what you been spinning? I've really been I've really been playing a lot of Morrissey, honestly. Um, shout out to Morrissey if you guys haven't haven't heard of him. He was just kind of like an all act in the 90s, and there was a Supreme collab that came out with him one year. But also Lil Uzi Vert has mentioned that he listened to a lot of Morrissey, and I was listening to the uh, to the album. It's called Bona Drag. And what it was was basically a coming-of-age story talking about, you know, living life and not knowing what to do in your 20s. It's just really relatable right now, and it's it's been in my heavy rotation because... Yeah, when did that come out? That came... They remastered it in 2010, which is what I've been listening to. Uh, I think the, orig- the official year was 1990. Okay. I've also been listening to Sanguine Paradise by Lil Uzi Vert and the Arizona Baby... By Kevin Abstract, those yeah. three singles, I have not stopped listening to them. So thank you for 
for showing me those. Those all went into my 2019 playlist. So I liked it, but it just wasn't that outstanding to me. <laughs> Big Wheels is fire. Uh, I've been listening to the the West Coast playlist I made, um, which kind of I put two tracks from Macklemore's The Heist on there. That's a good album. Go back and listen. Go back. No, no, it is it is very. Good. <laughs> I was just fucking with you. Yeah. I definitely I bought that album on uh, physical copy. And I remember I was working a wedding, and I heard the thrift shop song for the first time, and then I didn't stop hearing it oh, for yeah. two years. Yeah, I mean that, that. Obviously, he hit the pop lane for that. And I really up. miss Macklemore. You know, I kind of wish he he would come back with with some like yeah this kind of Macklemore because he, he was, was he was a really good he he had he had a good message overall. You know, he spoke against against drugs. He in was a non-annoying a former way. Former addict. Russ. Well, he was a former addict. Yeah. You know, so it's not like he's like you're a pussy if you grab drugs. You know, you're just trying like Russ. Yeah. Um, also, some of the best songs on there. Ten thousand hours is a great song. Can't hold us is a classic. Thrift White Shop Walls is a classic. Like you. White Walls is a great song. Wings about loving. Shoes. Wings about loving the sh- loving his jays specifically. I mean, there's a lot of good. The Neon Cathedral good with songs. Alan Stone is an amazing it's song. Very sad as and well. He's talking about addiction and how yeah. he he didn't go to church. He would go to bars yeah. for therapy. So you guys really should, you know, give Macklemore a chance again. I mean, Gemini was terrible. That was his most the, recent. Macklemore is the cornier white J Cole. He's kind of conscious. Yeah. He can hit you with some hits. No, his his thing is what I love about him is like he was on he was on the radio station at Hot 97, and he's like. Is it racist? I don't know. And he's just like the white guy who's like asking if yeah. it's cool, you know. But other than that, I've I've deleted and re-added uh, "Cruel Summer." Mm. It's a good album. I feel like you always go back to that one around this time of year. Like when it starts to get hot, Jake's putting on "Cruel Summer." No, this is a good ass album. What's your favorite tracks off of there? Oh, I can't say "To the World" now. Click because <laughs> "To the World" has got R. Kelly in it. So oh, I can't man. say that now. So you can't even listen to that one. No, yeah, Click is a really good one. Click's a classic. New Godflow is the best one. We'll push it to you, Ghostface, right. hands down. That one, Cold. It don't like. Uh, yeah. It's amazing. Shout out to Chief Keef forever. Yeah. Forever. Go back and add that. 2012. Absolutely. It aged kind of well. There's a few songs that makes it sound dated, but the rest of it is. It's Kanye, so of course it's always gonna gonna age. Some of it's going to age really well, and some of it won't. That's just the way Kanye is. But do you have anything else to add? Well, yeah. That I, Tell me a Kanye project that hasn't aged well. Oh, oh, yeah. No, I got you. Graduation. That was easy. That's my least favorite. Yeah. Go back, to li- go back and listen to Graduation. It sounds like everything that was on the radio around that time. Good morning. And it just hasn't hasn't aged well. Even Stronger, like, it's a good song. Yeah, I didn't like Stronger or Nah. Oh, wait, wait. Nah, no, that song's nah. dope. Wait till I get my money right. Oh. See? I had a dream I could buy my way to heaven. We could have taken that song out of The Hangover and put my epiphany in The Hangover. And it would have been all the same. I, I, that line about waking up and spending uh, your money on necklaces is hilarious, though. I just, I don't know. I, you're right. That's the one that I wouldn't say it didn't age well for me. It didn't it, age. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I just, it's kind of like a timeless one. That's my least favorite kind of album. Yeah. Except not. for Drunk and Hot Girls with most death. Also, people would argue um, Jesus. But to me, I could argue against that, but. They can get out if they yeah. don't think Jesus is aged well. That's a classic. Mm. 
<laughs> That's bold. I agree with you. You and I were one of the very few that enjoyed that album. Damn, we're about to get into another podcast episode if we go down this round. Down Jesus. this round. If you're not if you're not open to Jesus, you just you ain't you ain't listening. No. Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. Also it has some great some great hits off of there. Yeah. I mean who else put an album that experimental out? Eh, easy. He got that on Death Grips. That was right when Death Grips blew up and it sounds like some shit that he was like trying to make the money store, but it wasn't quite the money store. Shout out to Death Grips though. That's Jesus. Jesus is a Travis brainchild, not a Kanye brainchild. I could see that as well. That was when he was in Hawaii, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's we've talked about that too. How Al Faro was Travis's resume. Probably, probably some of Travis's lyrics in there too. For being honest, oh, there's most definitely Travis lyrics in there. Oh, uh, yeah. That's about it for music we've been been spinning. Yes. What you got for a good note? Guys, I don't really have much for a good note this week. Uh, I will say a good note is that we've been getting some of the most experimental music out right now around this time. Like, yeah. I think Kevin Abstract's Arizona Baby is very experimental. I think you guys should definitely check that one out. Uh, Ventura is ambitious. It's it's very grand sounding. It's a wonderful album. Definitely check that one out. Even Lucy Vert Sanguine Paradise has its moments and is definitely a very entertaining song. So just the quality of music has been really great and I hope it carries on through the end of the year. And based on what's coming out between just Schoolboy Q and um, YG, I mean, it seems like we're heading towards that direction. I think I'm more excited for Schoolboy than YG. It's tough for me because I didn't like Blank Faces and I I prefer YG's last two albums. Yeah, I don't know. Schoolboys. I look, I don't know. We'll you're, you're you're definitely more a schoolboy fan. I like YG, but I like YG for like the hits. That's really it for me. That's I mean, cool. there's a few like that aren't really hits. Like obviously, Big Bank was hit on the last one, but I think my favorite one on there is Handgun with mm-hmm. ASAP Rocky. Yeah. So I'm, I I don't know. I'm kind of there for like the bangers, but for I just, a full album, I want to hear Schoolboy. I just can't wait, can't wait, regardless, because they're both very talented artists. Both West Coast. Shout out to the West Coast. Shout out the East Coast. Shout out South Carolina to everybody who's listening. Here. Oh, y'all want to hear? Speaking of South Carolina and what you're spinning, I forgot. I should, have, I should have mentioned this. I don't know how I saw this guy on Twitter. His name's Freddie P. It sounds like some music that would come from South Carolina. It's like. Do we know where he's from? Columbia, I think. Oh, okay. It's um. It's kind of like. I mean, it sounds dated. I listened to the whole album. I think it sounds like some Kevin Gates. Uh, it's very southern. Kind of like hood. I, I call those like hood blues albums, yeah. you know? Like where it's like the the trials of the street. Yeah. You know? So shout out. Freddie well, P. Freddie P. Shout out to Freddie P, man. Reach out to us. We fuck with you. Right? That's all I got. God bless everybody. God bless America. Uh, let us know what you guys are spending, what you guys are listening to. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Follow us again at HLHPO. Leave us a rating on iTunes. Uh, you know, thank you guys oh, again for listening. Stars. Get, we, we need those stars. Yeah, we need all. You don't five. have to write us a review and tell us how bad we are if you just, no. if you just drop. Just those drop stars. five stars. Yeah. Leave five stars anyways, even if you hate us. That's right. <laughs> God bless you. Y'all have a good night. Peace.
Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hooks, Lines, and Hip Hop. We appreciate you spending your time with us. Don't forget to share us with your family and friends. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HLHPO. Once again, that's HLHPO. Thanks for the support, and until next time, see you